it's mind boggling to me when I hear business owners and people that want to create this big, big brand, but they do no marketing. They don't share anything. They don't do storytelling. They don't. And I'm like, man, I'm like, do you guys know like how powerful your story is to where your, your client will end up buying your company or buying you, buying into you if you're just real, authentic, you just share the truth, whether it's right or wrong, whether it's polished or not. Welcome to Unstoppable, the podcast for anyone who believes that their past and current circumstances do not define their future potential. I'm Karina Burton, your host and co-founder of CPR Construction Cleaning. This show is a series of pro-founding conversations that share stories and experiences of unstoppable people. Those who are willing to change, discover what it means to be aligned, and who are also willing to face tough challenges that stand between them and their dreams. As a coach and marketing expert, I live my life believing that I am unstoppable. Now I want you to know that you are unstoppable too. Ricky, I am so excited that you've joined us on the Unstoppable Podcast to share your story. I've been following you on social media for quite some time. And actually, as you, you know, we've, I've been on your podcast as well. But, you know, from that moment, I have just been so impressed with what you've done. And you really are a phenomenal example of being unstoppable. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure, pleasure to be here. I love the name. As I was just telling you before we jumped on, I think it's a, it's a great name as to speak to who, who you are too, and your, kind of your mission. Because you know, vice versa, I've been following you as well. So, this is a yeah, yeah. It should be a great show. You know, pleasure I was telling uh, Ricky, like he said, we were chatting before we got on. I'm like, I was on your podcast. Like I was one of the, that was one of the very first ones. So he kind of got me green, and it was a really great show. So um, I'm really excited about our conversation today. So to lead into that, um, you have created a really amazing business, but you are a really a prime example of being someone who's unstoppable because you've taken your entrepreneurialism and you have really narrowed it into not just making money. I mean, everybody wants to make money, but you're here to build a business, but help people along the way. So, I mean, I'm literally just getting chills mm -hmm. talking about this because there are so many people who feel like if they help people, then it's not enough for them, right? It's like, I can't help you because there's not enough for me. And you're like, I'm going to help everybody. What created that mindset for yourself uh yeah that's a great 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 way to put it i mean, i really do love impacting people i think it came from my, my family my father my, my mom just the way i was i was brought up uh it was like uh, I, I didn't know what i was experiencing at the time because i was you know i was young i was i was a kid uh, sometimes a bad <laughs> kid good kid right um but like i i experienced how my family just helped they just helped. They just cared about people. They were just nice. They were good people. I was surrounded by a lot of good people. So I, I just thought that was like the way everything was. So, you know, you get into the real world. It, it's not like that all the time. But that doesn't mean you can't keep that near and dear. And, you know, at some point, let it shine, mm -hmm. when, you know, when you get the opportunity. So I think that's what happened is, you know, during career moves, I couldn't let that shine through, right? I still cared about people. I still did good for people and my team members and stuff. But it was when I be when I took the risk to become an entrepreneur and my own my own business that it was like a yeah. drug. You know, I was addicted to like, hey, I can make a decision that impacts people, and I could just be a good person, right? I mean, yes, business is about making money, but it's also about mm -hmm. being good with your business and being good to your team members. Uh, you know, I got so many concepts on, on just that, but it's like that. I feel like that's where it came from, to be honest. So did you always have an entrepreneurial mindset or did you, what were you doing before you started your company? You know what, to be honest, I didn't, I don't even know what entrepreneurialism <laughs> or entrepreneurial yeah. or serial entrepreneur. I didn't know what any of those terms were because, you know, 
I'm the first generation college graduate in my family. I'm a first generation entrepreneur. So I, I didn't know what it meant to have a small business. You know, I went to school to go to school. I was, you know, taught, get your education. You're going to, you know, same thing as everybody always is taught. But it was when I left school, graduated, and I started working. And I was like, man, you know, it's it, it was challenging because I had a lot of ideas and opinions. Uh, and some of the people that I have on my team today, I, I worked with. In the beginning, my first corporate jobs are some of those people work with me today because I, I surrounded myself with people that had ideas and I, I never brought them to life, yeah. Karina, right? Like I was like, I felt like a number. I, you know, stay in your lane. You're an account manager, manage yeah. your accounts, you know? And I was like, man, there's got to be more to this. And I just fell into it because my cousin was selling a business. So I didn't intend to be a business owner. It was, it just, the opportunity was put in front of me. And again, first couple of years, the word entrepreneur was never mm-hmm. part of the, the thesis. I was a yeah. small business owner, you know, at that time. And and that's all I knew. But yeah, I didn't, yeah, I don't have that story of like, you know, I, I hear some great stories of second, third generation. Fam, mom was a small business owner. It's like, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't well, know that's amazing. Just because, um, I mean, being an entrepreneur, being someone who's successful because their perseverance is always amazing, right? And it doesn't matter if you work for a company or become an entrepreneur, but when you set into something that is totally different from your family dynamics, what you know, that's really scary because being an entrepreneur, as you know, it does not come with a handbook. It doesn't matter if you've gone to business school. Um, it doesn't matter if you've taken cat classes or coaching you are going to be hit with things that you're like, uh, it's like parenting. It really is like parenting. Actually, you don't get a man- like you can read no, all really the manuals is. or um, have all that. And really it's until your child is born. You're like, okay, so what do I do and how do I do this? And you just learn as you go yeah. really. So you're hundred percent like today, Karina. So right before this mm-hmm. show, right. The, as we're taping this, uh, I went and I spoke. There's an organization called Circo here in Chicago, and it's in like the Berwyn, uh, Cicero area, very heavy uh, Latino population. And the woman who's running the program is like, Rick, I'd love for you to jump in, give a, a little bit of a, uh, you know, a motivational speech to the kids. It's 16, 17, 18, 19 uh, black and brown students. Their parents are undocumented, most of them undocumented parents. And, you know, and they're faced right now with uh, internships. They don't want to go to internships. They don't know if they have an opportunity outside of school. They're, they don't, mm-hmm. a lot of them are down to the dumps, to be honest. And when I'm sitting there trying to talk to them, I'm like, man, you know, they don't have the energy, right? These, you know, young kids at that age group, they're like, I'm trying to get a smile out of them. I'm trying to get them to laugh. And yeah. I'm talking about cleaning the cleaning industry, but like, I'm tr- just trying to tell them like, they're, you know, you're not, I'm an entrepreneur, you know? So you're, when you go to school right now, guys, you're not going to see that this is a path to take for the most part. They're not, you know, doctor, nurse, firefighter, cop, Navy, Army. Like you see all these paths you can take. The the title entrepreneur is probably not going to be one of them. But let me tell you yeah. a little bit about it, right? Let me tell you what it is to be a small business owner. And you could start to see some of them think, right? And they're starting to, you know, their minds are running. One of them can't speak English too much, so he's speaking to me in Spanish. And he's just like, you know, if I have an idea... Who do I tell? You know, if I think I can make a difference doing this, like, who do I tell? So, I mean, the hunger's there, you know, but it's sad. It's tough because education, you're not taught. So, and there's not that it's good or different. bad. Because I think educational system is, it's, mm-hmm. it's just different though. And especially now with what we have with social media and how the world is changing, you know, I, I do think entrepreneurialism should be taught at some point. Because if I would have known a lot of that stuff back then, I would have been more lethal. You know, but I guess you you have to fail a lot yeah. too. To, yeah, exactly. To better, so. You know, I honestly think that over time it definitely will change because the increase of people becoming entrepreneurs or solopreneurs is definitely increasing. And so, you know, we need to be able to give people um, a great like roadmap, at least a roadmap for them to understand yeah, that's what it how is, to get roadmap. there, and you know. And then going from there and, and really what are the, what are the areas that you should be investing in things like that? Okay. So I want to go back though. You said you finished school, you went to college and what did you go to college for, for what specifically? Yeah. 
So, oh my God. Uh, so I, my, my wife laughs at me all the time. <laughs> Let's hear the, the, the good I stuff. Went, so I, I went to like, yeah, I went to, to like three different uh, elementary, junior high schools. I went to two different high school, three high schools. And then I went to five colleges. So I got a big network. I got a lot of friends. I socialize a lot, right? But a lot of those were because of reasons, right? High school, I went to Catholic my freshman year. Then my mom took mm-hmm. us to Florida for a year, came back, graduated the high school I graduated in. I still have friends to this day from from that from high school. College, I had this dream of being a you know a basketball player, five foot eleven Mexican. Not gonna happen. Uh, the chances are very thin. <laughs> so I, I was like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna I want to be a sports agent. I love sports. I love entertainment industry. So I went to school for sports entertainment marketing, uh, but I, I was always going back and forth, Karina, right? I'm sure like you guys, you know, a lot of people listening, I went in the intentions of having a marketing degree Then I was like, oh, business management, oh, sports marketing, oh, you know, business management. I kept going back and forth. And uh, I finally landed on sports marketing was my degree. So I thought it was going to be easy. Yeah. I thought I was going to land an internship with a, with a sports agency, Chicago's, you know, we got quite a few. And just no, 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 no. And I learned very quickly, it's a very small industry. I, these people don't leave their jobs. And, you know, interns are, you know, they're they're only available for so long. So that was uh, something that I had to deal with. So what made you passionate about being able, like, what was your intention? What was driving you to keep going and, you know, finally find that, that thing that clicks, right? Which is what you found and being in the cleaning industry Mm -hmm. and creating different um, aspects of the cleaning industry, which we'll talk about your technology piece, but what drove you to keep going during those times? Yeah. So I think, yeah, we were, I think we were talking about it before we jumped on the call, but it's, I, as I, so as the market turned for a worse, right? 2008, the recent, the real mm-hmm. estate debacle, uh, the, the mortgage business was not a good business to be in at that time anymore. So I had to leave that industry mm-hmm. and go look at other uh, opportunities. And I, you know, I lined up, I did like three or four different career moves and it just didn't feel good. Right. Like I was being told not to cross my, cross the lines. You're in account management. You're this mm-hmm. role, you know, mm-hmm. that's not your job. Don't, don't think yeah. of this. Don't, 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 don't. I was like, man, what the hell is all this <laughs> don't shit? <laughs> and uh, it was, I vividly remember, it was the last job that I ever had until I opened up the cleaning company. And I'm sitting there with Dominic, who is my direct, who he's my COO now. Dominic was my colleague and he's sitting next to me. I'm sitting there. We're in downtown Chicago. I won't say who I was working for, but I'm, I'm on their time. I'm on their job. And I'm creating a slide, a PowerPoint presentation for this cleaning company mm. that I'm starting. I'm like, hey, I'm going to, I'm like, Dominic, I'm going to buy this franchise. You know, I'm just, I'm sick of this shit. You know, I want to, I want to make a difference. I want to do something that's mine. So I'm creating a PowerPoint, right? Nothing to do with the job that I'm at. <laughs> yeah. I use my time wisely, right? Think of never leave the current job before you know what you're doing in the next job. Uh, and literally from that day on, I still have that PowerPoint. And it's a lot of the things that I, cause I had a couple of why slides and I was like, why am I going to do this? Why am I going to take a risk, take out 40,000 and buy this franchise and start something that I've never done before. And a lot of the whys were more personal for me and my wife. She was upset with work. She was not happy. I wasn't that happy. And I think that's really what drove it is yeah. our unhappiness, right? Like we were happy together though. We were, we're best friends. You know, she was my girlfriend at the time. Now we're married, been together over 20 years. So we were like, we're not happy working separately. Why don't we work together mm-hmm. and be happy together? Right. And it, it, it was a shit show for the first two, three years. Like, uh, you know, making a thousand bucks a month, not having money for much, Dunkin' Donuts, Jimmy John's. Like, I, I always laugh about it. Those are my two go to spots when we were in the first couple of years because it was yeah. cheap, yeah. affordable food. And, uh, and that's really what drove me is I saw that we were happy working together. And then my, my father came on, my family's coming on board, helping. And I'm like, it's the first time that I'm not making, I'm making the worst money I've ever made, but yeah. we're happy. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to ride this ship. I'm not, I'd rather be happy doing something versus 
not being happy because it's not about the money, man. You yeah. Know, like you can make money in a lot of different things, but now I get to live. I get to make money doing yeah. what I love working. With it's the why. The why is what drives yeah. a business from becoming just a business that makes money because anyone can start a business and anyone can make money, but there's a difference between a business that is the engine of it is the why, which then creates all these other really amazing opportunities and it continues to evolutionize, right? It, it's innovative, it's progressive, while the companies that really are just in it for the money stay stagnant because they don't even understand how to become progressive or to think outside the box. They're just like, you know, how can I make the most amount of money and that's their number one goal. And anybody who wants to be yeah. a very successful entrepreneur, the foundation of starting a business starts with your why. And it can be for any reason, right? It yeah. could even be, it, it could, could be, be like, reason. I want right. to be able to provide for you. You don't even have to be married or have kids, but maybe you're like in the future, I want to create generational wealth for my family. Well, you're going to have to start somewhere and having your why is what continues to push you through that. Um, oh yeah, that, that is the biggest, that, that is the biggest differentiator. And it's crazy because the why could mm -hmm. be about money, right? You see a lot of the stories, like, you know, I follow a lot of the tech companies. So like Travis mm -hmm. from Uber, like you could say, okay, this guy was an asshole, <laughs> right? And as, as he ran his business, but his why was to disrupt this sector mm -hmm. and he did. And that's exactly right? it. That's you know, his um, why. And that's what continues to drive that him. That was his why. Is he making money? Yeah, he made money too. And the guy from WeWork, Adam, same thing. His why was, you know, just this mystical, uh, you know, mm -hmm. workplace environment that he was mm -hmm. going to change the world. That was always yeah. his why though. Like, yeah, again, did he screw up a lot? You know, yeah. But again, the why is what will keep those entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs to, to make that impact. And then the people start to mm -hmm. feed in, Karina, right? Like you got, you got, a business model, a following, people are buying into your story, your why. And it's not, it's the people that are authentic and real about it that it, it's it's crazy, right? Because mm -hmm. nothing's perfect. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. None of us are perfect. But if your why is strong and, and believable and people believe in it, man, yeah. you're going to go places, you know, you're, you definitely are. Yeah. And, and, and then that's when also you create, uh, you're always being a problem solver right? Whether it's in your business or, you know, in your industry, if there's issues, you're going to be the first one to jump on and say, I'm going to utilize my voice to make that difference and make that impact, which in turn, even if you're not meaning for that, for, you know, awareness to happen for your company, but I mean, just that alone with marketing awareness, branding awareness, you know, the more that you get involved in, in ways that, you know, are outside of your selling skills, right. Outside of selling, then it yeah. totally changed. And, and it's so interesting. Cause like, I'm sure you feel this way. Cause you have a very, um, uh, your brand is also an emotional brand, right. It reaches and connects with other people on this level. That's, outside of janitorial and um yeah you know it's it's like you've create a connection with people and you, if you can do that through cleaning right like for us it's construction cleaning your yeah. janitorial like i think anybody can do it anyone can it's can think outside yeah. the box and figure out how to connect with another human being because you know we just want to be able to understand how other people are able to do the things that they do, but we have to connect with them first on an emotional level. No, you, yeah, Karina, that's, I never, you know, I, that's a great way to put it. I never, I, I've looked at it like that, but like, I'm, as, as you're talking, I'm thinking of um, like, you know, your presence on LinkedIn, awesome, right? Phenomenal. I've got a presence for, for in, in Instagram mm -hmm. and, you know, LinkedIn as well, but it's not even about presence. It's about, it, 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 
it was, uh, it's mind-boggling to me when I hear business owners and, and people that want to create this big, big brand, but they mm-hmm. do no marketing. They don't share anything. They don't do storytelling. They don't. And I'm like, man, I'm like, do you guys know like how powerful yeah. your story is to where your your client will end up buying your company or buying you, buying into you if mm-hmm. you're just real, authentic, you just share the truth, whether it's right or wrong, whether it's polished or not, like I, it's amazing. Yeah. We're in the cleaning <laughs> industry, right? You're like you said, you're construction cleaning. I'm janitorial. I, it's never been done, and that's where a lot of people are will always, you know, talk to me, and they'll, you know, they'll bring you up. They'll bring up a few others. Like our industry is so fragmented, literally, like top three percent versus the, the bottom ninety-seven percent that barely crack a million in revenue, and it's like, but they're not the greatest at branding or marketing. They're mm-hmm. just big, and they had a they have a national footprint. It is what it is, but. It's the smaller companies that you would think yeah. we were larger, right? You would think CPR was this massive brand or World's Alato is this massive brand. We're not that big, but I'll tell you the personality of the brand and who we are and what we stand for and our mission yeah. is larger than life. So it, it sounds like we are bigger, right? But a lot, it's, this can be done exactly. by a lot of people, man. It's, it, it's like, you just gotta, like you said, you, you were on my podcast a year ago and that was my first year of doing the podcast and here we are now i know i'm on your podcast <laughs> you got a great you have a great theme to your like because you just you took the risk you said hey i like it i'm gonna do it and look where you're at you know it's like it's literally it's we're we're showing the proof of our our risk taking and our you know work. you brought up how you're you were like going back and forth um with marketing and business and uh, marketing for um, sports, and and, and it really start, it made me think because we talked about how more and more people are becoming solopreneurs and entrepreneurs. And the other thing that I really think for you know uh, people who want to get into businesses and um, and even if they don't create and start up a company, but maybe they buy a franchise, right? The first things that I I really would highly suggest anyone, and I love that you really have such a strong background in marketing, is is marketing. It doesn't matter. You, every single person that affiliates with another person, or if you have a brand or anything, you are a salesperson. If you're working for a company and you need to have customer service, you have to be a salesperson. You know, it's like if... I, w- I wish that there would be a, a class in, in like high school yeah. or, you know, one of the G- uh, general education courses in sales and marketing and helping uh, people understand how important and potentially life-changing it could be if you had this as one of your foundations and understanding because, you know, you can have a great idea, but if you, and, and you have a great product and you're an innovator um, your product can sell, but you will only go so far because you don't know how to get out into the world, right? Like your reach can be exponential. Yeah. And um, that's, that is such a, that's a great point, Karina. Think about it, right? I mean, we, we, we joke around and we say ABS, right? Always yeah. be selling, <laughs> but you're right. Imagine if, imagine if school, again, maybe not high school or maybe college, like if there was a class to just sell mm-hmm. yourself, right? Cre- learn how to create a message or a narrative for your for you as the because you're absolutely right. If, especially if you're a business mm-hmm. owner, if you're a business owner, you are the brand. It is you. It can only go as far as you take it, right? We sign up to be a leader. We sign up to be the business owner. We sign up to be the check writer. We sign up to be all these different, you know, uh, titles. Uh, but it it is it's crazy. What I see a lot of business owners in in a room. The ones that stand out are the ones that yeah. can sell themselves, that can sell what they do. So, and then a lot of them, they won't give themselves credit because they can sell the company and the service by default. They're selling themselves yeah. and they don't even know it, right? They're like, but they're almost there, right? They're all, it's, but it, you're, it is hundred percent spot on. Uh, you, you need to learn that. Cause I, I'll tell you the franchise that I, I bought into, people don't know is that we sold the franchise three years after. And then we had to redo everything all over again. Cause then at that point it was, yeah. it was like, I could do this. I could mm-hmm. launch my own brand. 
the franchise was great. No, no, no offense to franchises, right? At that time, it worked, and it got the foundation built. But they do teach you, and you can teach yourself, like, hey, I think yeah. I can do more. You know, and, and it comes to just, again, taking another risk. But you you got to buy into yourself, man. You really do. I mean, that's you. if you're a business owner, I mean, the buck stops. So let's you. talk yeah. about that, though, because you, you mentioned how, you know, you had, you struggled, right? Like every entrepreneur has some point of life. I mean, everyone who is building their career doesn't have to be an entrepreneur, but you know, we all struggle. And you mentioned that um, you and Marley had your moments of struggling. You know, what was that like? And what was it that continued to help you to keep going, right? Because if you, maybe you decide, hey, like this is too much, I'm gonna quit. Maybe this isn't meant for me, um, but you didn't. Instead, yeah. you just kept going until you ultimately built your own business. Yeah, no, it, it was, uh, I, I would say the support of my family, right? Because the other person that I, I give a lot of respect to is, is my cousin, Tony, who was our third partner, right? He is a Rosa in Rosalado. So his last name is Pedroza, mm. my last name is Regalado. So he, he, but he, he was not able to, he had a family kids in the beginning. So we did not want him to take that risk and leave his current job. So he still had his job and then would help us at night. But the reason why I bring him up is, you know, him and like my father and my aunt is they were there from day one, always supporting where it, when it got hard, right. And it was like, man, you know, you guys are working 18, 20 hours and this shit's tough. You know, like, I don't, I don't know if I want to do this. I always thought it was a side hustle. I'm like, I'm going to, we're going to do this. So Marley, you have something to, to, to build and hold on to. We're going to do a nice little, nice little business and half-assing it gave me half-ass results. So I was like, man, you know what? Tone, I think I, I want to go all in. I'm going to quit the other jobs that I have. And I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go all in with, with Marley. And it was at that moment when we went all in, that next year is when we said, hey, you know what? Let's sell the other okay. business, the franchise. Let's build the Rosalado brand. Uh, you know, we started to figure out the numbers, you know, strategize a little bit. We started to, to become professional business owners, right? And it, it just, it started to compile, right? The wins started coming. We would lose some, mm -hmm. but we would win more. And, and that's how we understood challenges were actually the points that allowed us to grow even bigger. And, and I, again, for me, it's family. I... People want to, you know, replicate a lot of the stuff we do. And I'm like, you guys, I got 22 family members that work in my business. So I don't think you guys yeah. may have that many family members that want to work for you. Uh, but they they always, especially Tony too, was always that person I can mm -hmm. lean on. And I was like, man, you know, because he's he's a ex-military, good dude. Just, you know, work, he's, he's all heart. He's all heart. And he's like, just that motivational piece that you always need. So I think people just need to surround themselves. Solopreneurs, that, that's yeah. it's got to be hard. I don't know that personally because I never did that. I always had my family, my friends to support me. So um, I got to give kudos to to all the solo solopreneurs out there because it's just got to be tough, man. Because because it was yeah. tough and I had to be. definitely. And I think so. that's where you know, like business coaches, or I mean, you could even have a life coach that helps you kind of refocus your. Um, your goals and how you're going to execute them or even take you, you know, to help you not walk off the ledge, you know, of like stress. So yeah. always oh, investing yeah. in coaches. I mean, I, I, you know, am in a company that has a business partner and I do have uh, multiple family members who work for my company, but then I also have the unstoppable media who is actually my husband and I, and, um, you know, but I'm the face of it. And, you know, we both though invest in coaches. We, inv we invest in coaches to help us, you know, better our skill and people who can see from the outside who have these expertise and, you know, people who have the ability to have specific contacts. And, you know, I highly recommend that for anyone, even if you're a solopreneur, 100%. a solopreneur for I, sure, you need somebody to help you, you know, for sure. I'm a self-motivator, but there are times where I'm like, I need somebody to like pat me on the back and say, you're doing a great job, you know? Um, yeah. But no, nah, Karina, you're right. Coaches. I just had, a, I just started 
dealing with a coach for the first time, right? 10, 10 years from being a business owner in 10 years later, this is my first exposure to coaching and, you know, reading, I've always read books, but I got to tell you, I never implemented half the shit that I would read. And it's unfortunate, but now I am, we're, it is, I have a whole new person and a whole new leader now because of the yeah. coaching that I've done. So that's And how do you feel? It's outside but perspective. How do you, it's outside I would be so curious to know, like, what inside you decide? Is it because you feel like you want to level up even more and you're like, I need someone to take me there. Yeah. That's that's really how it happened for yeah. me as no, well. No, it is. I reached, yeah, I reached, you know, our company's, you know, north of like, we're, we're on pace to hit north of 15 million for, for the Rosalado side and a couple of the other brands. But my, my software company, Route, is really what, what gave me that well both the, mm -hmm. i guess a combination of both because i've i've grown our businesses and with my team on instinct everything has been instinct till now and we had, we had heard about coaching we had seen it you know we're so busy you know we're growing so fast and we're you know oh rick but we don't have the time we don't have the time so i needed to get the buy-in mm -hmm. from everybody because i said if i'm going to do it i need everybody to do it because that's the only way we're going to level up exactly what you said and it was the moment that they sat down and saw the difference it did it made in me right my my meetings were conducted better my meetings were more on point my results from the meetings my approach to to conversations has all been changing and they're like man okay mm -hmm. it's working like this is and they joined us we did our first big coaching session last week and i'm telling you we're on a whole other trajectory because now they see the buy mm -hmm. now they see it right they're like rick I feel like you're so vulnerable. Like, why, why you're saying that's your fault. And then this was your fault. I'm like, you guys, there's a couple books that you should read. That'll make you think yeah. everything's your fault. And and then you're going to, you know, you're going to extreme ownership is one of them. Right. Uh, but it, it, I got to tell you, coaching has changed who I am as a person. I mean, I meditated. I love first it. Time, like <laughs> three weeks ago. I never, I never meditated. Before. I was like, you're like, wow, I'm you finding know, like my uh, is, is, inner chi. Is that what you're telling yourself? <laughs> No, I, I heard I heard my heart, my heart was beating. I, was I like, love it. I was, I was like, Michael. I, and would you? I, I and know, you would say that's, that's not even who you are as a person. Like, that's not things that you did. So I no. love to see that you are so willing to do what it takes to be unstoppable. Right? Like, it's so yeah. true. And, that, and that's it. I want to be unstoppable because I'm taking so much mm -hmm. on, Karina. Right? Like you just said, a media mediate. I feel like we're both on the same path here. But uh, yeah, like I, I want to try things. We're only mm -hmm. on this planet for so long. Try as much as you can. Some things may fail. Some things may, you know, soar to, to the sky, but yeah. I, you got to try, you know, like, I, I mean, we're, none of us are perfect. And by all means, like my whole mindset of that stronger together concept that we live by now, it's like, we are yeah. stronger together to reach, you know, to become unstoppable. Look at that. We're just... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you went from working, you know, corporate job to owning a franchise for three years, then starting um, your cleaning company today. And then you also created your technology based company. Remind me the name of that. Yeah. It's Route. Uh, yes. Yeah. That you have literally accomplished, and what would what would be that time span that you would say from when you started franchising to where you are today? Uh, ten years. And ten years how much year. you have grown, right? As an entrepreneur, you've transitioned, oh, yeah. you've experienced, you've failed. What would you say would be probably one of the most eye opening? That was probably something that made you feel like, oh all shit's going to hit the fan. I don't even know if we can get through this, yeah. but yet you look back and you're like, I have learned so much from that. And now I feel even more empowered as a person to be able to help other people or even grow my business. What would you say that would be? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, great, uh, great question to touch on. It was, I literally vividly remember like 2019, was a tough year for us because uh, again mm -hmm. from the outside looking at it, everything looks like it's great right you're growing blah 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 but growth can also hurt you right growing too fast can hurt you and i thought i had a lot under my control i thought you know hey we're growing 
top line sales is off the chain. I got this new software company we're going to you know, put some money into and it's going to go great. I have this plan, blah, blah, blah. And it didn't go as planned, right? It didn't go as planned. It took the, the software company. I, I'm non-technical. Yeah. I, I'm a founder of a technology company, right? I don't come from technology. So that, that was another big reason why coaching came in too, right? But technology is different than a service, right? You acquire customers very differently. You have to retain customers. Your customers churn. You have to have a go-to-market strategy. You, you know, you're dealing with acronyms that was like, <laughs> yeah. that doesn't happen over here on this side. Right. And then all, but all in the meantime, my cleaning company is now turned into like a building services company, right? We're mm-hmm. adding services. We're growing, growing, growing. And I'm, I'm caught here in the middle trying to balance both. And I'm taking money from the business to, to invest, yeah. you know? And it's like, that's a, that, it was tough. Cause it reached a point in 2019 where, I was having some tough conversations with myself and my my cousin and my my wife and my partners like and I had some of my team members losing belief in what we were going for because they're like Rick mm-hmm. it's hurting the business you're getting to a point where and I didn't know I I I knew money I knew finance not to the degree that I I was supposed to and we you don't know, start losing money throwing money away like I thought sales 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 yeah. would cure everything no not not the point so it was at that moment that I was like, I, I had a real moment with my family and I was like, guys, what, should, what do you want me to do? My brother came in uh, at that moment to take finances over and become our CFO for all of our brands. And my little brother, right? <laughs> he's not little, he's twice my size, but he's, uh, he's, he's younger, nine years. I never would have thought my younger brother was going to come in and, and just clean shit up and turn us green. And I had to listen to him because I was like, I've been doing it this way to mm-hmm. so long and it actually turned out to not be great for the company. And here's this younger kid comes in. And if, if it wasn't for him at that moment in time and all the chips to fall and stack up at the right time, yeah. I don't think we'd be here today. You know, and we're, now we're not, okay, by no means are we bulletproof and we're flourishing. Yes, but we're still running into challenges, but he made me look at things yeah. that I just never looked at. And again, I'm at that time, seven years running the business and here's this younger you know, my younger brother coming in to tell me what to do in certain situations. Best That's so powerful. Happened. That's when I really became vulnerable. I became vulnerable at that point for the first time because I always. And I, I guarantee you, you probably felt like you grew me. the most in that moment. Oh, yeah. Oh, big time. I, I felt yeah. a relief because I let others in. And I that was the first time I let other people make decisions for the company. Uh and I really started to get the chance to step away from, from certain aspects. So I was a bottleneck. Pretty I, much, fe- I, I feel like, I mean, there is <laughs> all of us, we all experience things like that moments like that. And I think that, you know, you can make two choices, right? You can just jump ship and be like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to repair this. I don't know how to um, lean into it and fix right? Because if you're not willing to have that realization and that real conversation with yourself, um, you are not going to grow. And then that means your business is not going to ultimately be successful. And it's so terrifying to have to go through those difficult times, but it only makes you 10 times stronger. And now as your company has been able to, you know, build an even more solid foundation under it, like we're always going to get hit with, you know, these rocks and these things that are going to try and like knock us over or shake us or, you know, make us question, but your foundation is that much more durable and your knowledge, you know, and you're aware of making always better choices, which, you know, for yourself, like a pat on your back because there's so many of us that just are not willing to change or have a real look at ourselves and say, what were my choices that I made to impact? And that doesn't mean that you are not meant to be an entrepreneur. And that doesn't mean that you are failure by any means. It's that we're human. And sometimes yeah. we make, no, we're make the wrong choice, even though we think it's the right choice. So I'd love to talk about um, your, the technology side, because this is such a cool 
and a great ad for all cleaning companies. Um, yeah, no, yeah, it's been a it's been a roller coaster because again, it's something that I I did not I did not intend to do, and I was you know I'm not I didn't come from that space you know again starting a technology company it's it's easy to come up with an idea and think you know how to solve it and then all these things right but like we had to I had to teach myself how to design I had to teach myself how to understand you know the the logic of code. Like, why do you need to do this? What's the reason behind <laughs> this? Uh, you know, uh, go from an idea to a concept to are the people going to use it? Who are you building it for? Who's the persona? You know, because in my mind, everybody's yeah. going to use my product. You're like, I love product. it. It's Ricky's product. It's the best thing. That, it's the best thing that ever hit Mark. No, no, you gotta, you gotta actually do your homework and, and understand if the product going to hit. And that's where that was another come to Jesus moment. Is you know, we launched the product, it hit. It was it was a, it was a success but not to the point that I thought it was going to be. So you got to mm -hmm. go back to the drawing board and, and make reiterations, right? Like we launched as a sales tool. So like we digitized walkthroughs, we digitized bidding and the proposal generation for uh, cleaning companies. But it, we, we quickly realized it was a nice to have, it was a luxury okay. tool. Like uh, if you're not busy and you don't have leads, you don't really have to use our tool. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> nobody told me that. Nobody told me that. So I, you know, we went back to the drawing board, our 2.0 is coming out where now we're more of a private closed marketplace where primes and subs can, the primes, the bigger companies across the country can post contracts. The subs can now bid on the contracts. So now Amazing. there's your lead, right? Like, but, but it's a closed lead where, you know, it's vetted. You have to be verified, certified, COI, W9, uh, we do a history check on you. We make sure all your, you know, primes have to be good primes. Subs have to be good subs because this, it's a bad stigma. Mm -hmm. the, the subprime market is not, uh, it's frowned upon right now. They don't do, a lot of people don't do it right. So we've done a pretty good job with Rosalato's side. Again, solving a pain point for myself. And it's, we're about to launch in a few months, adding so many other features and supply partners. So we're excited because it's, we're creating more of an end-to-end -end solution versus a feature solution, yeah. which there's a lot of those, man. Point solutions are tough because uh, then a small business owner has to use five of them. You know, who, who wants to use five apps to run their business? Truth, not me. Not, not me, <laughs> you know? So again, it's, it's growing, and how, you know, we're, we're, we're growing, but- How long yeah, have you, when you started innovating this and creating it to where we are today, when did you start? How many years ago? Two and, two and a half years ago, two and a half years ago. It was, uh, it's been a long journey up, up and down. Cause again, it's, it's yeah. a different approach, you know, with the service business, uh, you know, you have a service, you're selling the service, people know the brand, they buy the service, you invoice them every month, they pay their bills, yeah. you grow, grow, grow with, with software, it's subscription. Mm -hmm. You have to, you know, they have to sign up to want to use your product every month and at a very low price. So you have to have a lot more of those to grow a bigger business yeah. where, you know, on the service side or a post-construction project you could win a project for a hundred grand, you know, and, and it's a big, yeah, that's a big nut. And for software, uh, you're lucky if you get a client that's 2000 a year, mm -hmm. you know? So again, you have to quantify that. And this whole concept of go to market, it's like, Oh cow, what yeah. did I sign up for? But I love it. I really do. I, in our office, we have software engineers, UX, UI designers, maintenance technicians, janitorial techs, window washers, office mm -hmm. admin, uh, so it's a very vibrant space and uh, being creative and whiteboarding is a very big thing here in the office. Everybody has skin in the game to come up with an idea and we possibly put it on yeah. the shelf, right? We launch it or we go to market. That's amazing. And did you create this software to, to add, uh, you had mentioned add value, but was it to create a solution in the janitorial, maybe you were experiencing yourself some struggles and you're like, I feel like there's a. That was my struggle. Yeah, that was my struggle, Karina. So the two and a half years or three years ago, I I felt we hit a, mm -hmm. a, a wall. Right? I, like just, I, I couldn't do enough sales mm -hmm. myself, right? So the whole emphasis really came from how do I teach others on the team to sell, know how to price, know how to do a walkthrough, know how to create a proposal on the spot. Um, because my wife's like, you know, Rick, you, you're out in walkthroughs in the morning, you come back, you work on proposals at night, 
and you go back to yeah, the thing and do it all weird. Like, can anybody else <laughs> help you? Like, can can yeah. somebody help you, please? I'm like, yeah, I'll get there, babe. I'll get there. And it was when we did this, like our motto is, you know, sell better, sell faster, sell together. Because uh, that's what it's done. I have nine people now in the office. That Amazing. Can sell, you know, in the office. And you can do a walkthrough in Phoenix and create a proposal same day in Chicago for the same wow. project. Because we digitize, you know. Wow, that so, sounds actually really, um, it, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's on the cloud. You got your pictures. You got your notes. You got your measurements. Everything you need from a visual perspective to build a mm -hmm. portrait of the space and then go ahead and create your proposal and calculate your bid. Uh, so it's 1.0 worked, but it still could be better. So that's why, I, again, I love tech too, because Karina, think about it. I have Rosalato, love it. Mm -hmm. Love my brand. Rosa Contractors, love it. But I'm, I'm, I'm in the U.S. R route, we have users in Bermuda, Chile, Australia, Canada, South Africa, yeah. and Germany that use the product, uh, that's never going to happen for Rosalato, right? Like it's, there is, you can only scale a service business so big, but with tech, I mean, it's absolutely, un I mean, uncapped, to be it's honest. technology. So you have the ability to have an exponential reach all around the world. It doesn't stop. It's just as far as no. your voice, your product, right. Can reach and being able to yeah. scale, in using and understanding online and technology opportunities is, I mean, it's yeah. It's a game changer. And I would, I would tell you, ah, for sure. And create, I would tell you, people told me, you know, again, referencing unstoppable, right. Is they said, Rick, stop, <laughs> stop it. What are you doing? You got such a great service business. What are you doing? Why do you need to do technology? Uh, cleaning and cocktails, the podcast, Rick, stop it. Why do you need to launch a podcast? And it's like, because I can't, because I want to, right? Because nothing can stop what we want to do if we put our our passion Absolutely. behind it. So it just made me think of, again, look, because you got the freaking right here in front of me. So, so I just kept referring back to it. It's it's pretty cool because you're doing it too, man, right? Like you're, you're not stopping, right? And that's what I think us as business owners, or like you said, it's not just about being a business owner in the career. Yeah. Don't stop. Be be your own brand. I actually have people that are not entrepreneurs and they talk about branding, which probably they do it to you too, probably, right? Is they're like, I love my career. I'm I'm VP of sales for this, you know, pharmaceutical company. But Rick, I I want to do a podcast. Yeah. I want to be a thought leader mm -hmm. for the space. And I wanna I'm like, you know what? That's you should. Like you're you're the top of the sales funnel, right? You are the leader of the sales team. It's, mm -hmm. You are your own brand, actually. So yeah, this is not just for business ownership. Like, if you're if you have a career, yeah, it's important to to create that narrative for yourself. Being unstoppable isn't meant for people who are just entrepreneurs or you know business owners. Like I, if we didn't have yeah. people who were happy working in companies, well then us as entrepreneurs who, who would be working for our company, right? We have to, <laughs> we have to have point. like yeah. A, yeah. A, a, a blend, right? Where it's um, a balance and, but everyone should still feel this unstoppable power and they can be the best in what they do, whatever they're doing. And, you know, a lot of us human beings still want to be able to um, express ourselves as humans. So, but that doesn't mean that they're, you know, going to go run a business, but what if they want to start a podcast and, and talk about something specific, then that's what they should be doing. And everybody should feel, you know, that empowerment or, you know, learning an art or a sport yeah. or um, music, anything, it doesn't matter. And it's really just finding that yeah that piece inside of you and, and um, what is the, there's a, like, don't hide your light under a bushel, right? Like let that light be seen. And oh, yeah. that is applicable for every single human being. It possible. is. Yeah. And, and everybody, even your, your team too, mm -hmm. Karina, think about this. So I have, cause I, I'm just thinking about it. Cause I have him doing an episode later. So I have my COO, Dominic, I have my CTO, Ricky, uh, Ricky Funk. I have two Rickies in the company. Um, I've got 
my cousin Tony, and who else? Well, that's it for now. Or Dino wants to do something too. But I have my own team members doing their own shows. They have their own, mm-hmm. you know, 20, 30 minutes that they capture. They they want to do coaching sessions for some of our affiliate partners and teams. But I have my team now behind the scenes doing their own stuff. They're different. They, they're different leaders. They, they approach uh, their their role and their leadership in a different way. But I, I said, I told them, Hey, if you guys yeah. want to go ahead do it. And when I tell you, everybody jumped at it. Cause again, it's, they love it. They, they see what I do or what we do and other people do in the space. And they're like, Rick, we love what we do. We want to yeah. share that story too. I'm like, That's amazing. Oh, That's powerful. awesome. Yeah, it really is. I love it. Yeah. Well, I could honestly, I feel like even last time when I talked to you on your podcast, I'm like, I could talk to Ricky all day, but, um, (laughs) you know, before we end this interview, share, you know, the audience is going to want to know, you know, where they can find you and what fun things do you have coming, you know, in the pipeline? For sure. Yeah. So you guys get my Instagram is at Ricky Reglato, the LinkedIn, I think pretty much same thing. Ricky Reglato. I have a website, (laughs) RickyReglato.com. And uh, just some cool stuff coming out. Yeah, Route 2.0 is coming out. Uh, we should be out in beta by like August, September. We are going to be, we have a booth, a 20 by 20 booth at the ISSA show here in Chicago. Uh, everybody should be, go- if you're in the cleaning space, you should be going to that show. It's the biggest show of the year. Um, and we'll have another cleaning and cocktails event later on in the end of the year as well. Uh, so we got, we got a busy year and, you know, Rosalato growing. Um, but if anybody ever wants to reach out, we're an open book. You could come down, visit us, talk to us, do a Zoom call. Uh, again, we're all about sharing. We're stronger together when we, you know, we really mean that. So anything and everything regarding business or just leadership mindset, feel free to give me, should be a DM or call me and, and we can set something up. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode at the Unstoppable Podcast. We do have exciting news. The Unstoppable Business Manifestation Journal is now available. You can find us on Amazon or on our website, unstoppablemediallc.com. Check us out. It's a perfect journal for you to create and manifest your business goals and dreams into reality.